Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Office Equipment Solutions North America wide. Yeah, Digitex does that. D I G I T E X dot C A on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. Welcome back, everybody. It is 1234 in Edmonton. Bob Stoffer at Rogers Place. Reed Wilkins just reporting. On Twitter, that uh, Dave Tippett confirms that uh, Connor Yamamoto was pulled off the ice due to a rapid uh, a positive result. Uh, those are the rapid tests. Uh, the orders will get the PCR test done as well. Uh, we'll continue to monitor that situation. Connor McDavid, uh, Tyson Berry, uh, Derek Ryan were not available against the Leafs. They were in COVID protocol, and uh, Ryan Nugent Hopkins out with a lower body issue. Our Oilers Now headliner is always brought to you by Wilhawk Beef Jerky. It just might be the best you've ever tasted. Search for Wilhawk, W-I-L-H-A-U-K today. Elliot Friedman's our headliner today. And Elliot Friedman joins us every Friday for Mid-City Construction. Providing you with the highest quality and most cost-effective solutions in the safest way possible, visit mid-city.ca. Hello, Elliot. How are you? Bob, good. How are you doing? Not bad. Good. Last man standing on the last road trip. <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to say anything. I don't know what people want out there. I'm going to keep my mouth shut. Yeah, no, no. It's been a tough go, let me tell you. Uh, and it is yeah. a tough go, and it's it's a lot. Uh, we got two more uh, postponements of the Ottawa Senators today. In theory, mm-hmm. the Senators. In theory, the Senators are coming to Alberta. It would be the Oilers' only game in a 15-day window. Uh, there's no question that Omicron, uh, specifically in Canada, has changed uh, the com- certainly the complexion, the makeup of the schedule, and made things a challenge, hasn't it? It sure has. I mean, uh, Ottawa is one of the teams, I think they've played 28 games this year, which is one of the fewest remaining. And, uh, you know, I think a lot of people are wondering, are they going to make the trip? And as long as Edmonton and Calgary want to play, I think the chances are that they will potentially because Ottawa's got too many games to make up. Yeah. Um, you know, they, it, it, basically someone explained to me last week, do the math. You know, start taking a look at how many games get made up or need to get made up or postponed, and then look at how much time everybody has during the Olympic break and see when you start to run out of room. And in Canada, that's the third week of January. And right now, Ottawa's postponements go Saturday and Saturday, which is the 15th, 
And But we did have, I think, two games the other day that were postponed that are in that third week starting Monday the 17th. That's when I heard we were starting to get into the red zone of, um, okay, do we have to move the regular season uh, back a week? Do we have to yeah. give more time? And, you know, the one thing about Ottawa that's better for them is their travel's a bit easier being in uh, the uh, Eastern Conference. But, you know, Bob, uh, this is... This is not fun. Teams are not enjoying it. I I see the Maple Leafs talking today about how much they miss fans. I see the Canucks talking today about how hard it is to have another game canceled. We see the Jets looked into the possibility of playing in Saskatoon. Um, You know, the frustration is is definitely boiling. Elliot, we were in New York City. Uh, unfortunately, we uh, Jack and me weren't able to do a, a, a Sportsnet Rogers broadcast on Monday night, but yeah. we still we still did radio. There was full fans, and it was awesome. Okay, and then we go to Toronto, and uh, as it turned out, uh, uh, we had to do the radio broadcast back at Edmonton for a couple of reasons. Uh, but being in the building that night at the game, it just it it just sucked. <laughs> it's all it's all like I'm thinking to yeah. myself that this isn't like the fans are a huge part of the game. There's no yes, fans in the building and you know there there's not a crescendo being built up on odd man rushes and that sort of thing that's occurring and it's and and obviously that you know the Canadian teams and it just it seems so odd that we have a league where Americans American you know 25 of the 32 partners in the league can have full attendance and the Canadian teams don't Elliot it's just it's really a unique situation and not necessarily a positive one well look I, you know the one thing i always think about Look, I have COVID fatigue like everybody else does. I'm as frustrated as everybody else is. I get it. You know, the one thing I always try to remember is that a lot of the medical professionals and frontline workers, they're stressed out and they're at their wit's end. And I am incredibly sensitive to that. I am. They've been, a lot of them have been the heroes of the pandemic. And this affects them as much as it affects anybody else. I just know the frustration that's going on out there. I, I, I last, I guess it's a week ago today, New Year's Eve. I'm sitting at home. I'm watching some hockey. I'm watching the NCAA college football semifinals, and I'm getting texts from players who are saying, "I'm watching these football games, and there's full crowds here. It's, it's impossible. They just, they just can't comprehend what's going on." And. You know, and the players too, they know that there's an economic factor in this. You heard a month ago before, it's amazing how much has changed in a month, changed in a month before Omicron hit. The, comm- the commissioner at the Board of Governors saying he was optimistic that in two more seasons after this one, the player debt would be paid off and we could see the cap go up. Well, now where are we going? Yeah. You know, what's changing? And, you know, I, I just think what it is, it's the same thing I mentioned about myself a couple of seconds ago, Bob. It's, it's COVID fatigue. We're all tired of it. We're all tired of it. Um, and, like, and I think, you know, there's, I mean, all you got to do is go on social media to see all the different opinions and all the craziness out there. And I think people are just frustrated. And, you know, like, I don't know what else there is to say. I think everybody's just tired. They're frustrated. They don't know where we're going here. There's the health challenges. There's the economic challenges. And it's just, 
it's like it's a powder keg. There's no other way to say it. And and there's no question that the NHL is really struggling with what to do with it because they're frustrated too, and the Canadian owners are frustrated. I had one say to me, he doesn't want to play another game in front of no fans. He just doesn't want to do it. But there's not really a lot of alternatives. Winnipeg, I give them a lot of credit for trying it. Wow. And they did a lot of research into it. But it doesn't look like it's going to happen. All right. Elliot Friedman joining us from NHL Hockey and Rogers for Mid-City Construction. Well, let's get you radioed on some uh, salacious okay. trade rumors with the trade deadline in theory being March the right, 21st. Uh, George LaRock was on yesterday. Uh, and You know the old okay. saying, goaltending is 70% of hockey. Unless you don't have it, then it's 100% of hockey. And Vancouver... Yep. Uh, you know, they're worshipping at the altar. Bruce Brudrow, one of the greatest guys in the world. They're 8-0-1 in their last nine since he's gone there. Oh, by the way, Demko at 9:55 and Halak at 9:31. Yeah. Pays a huge part of it. So, yeah. uh, the Oilers, conversely, in this 2-9-2 and run, Koskinen at 8:66, Smith at 8:77. Uh, Stuart Skinner's got the two wins. He's at 8.99. We could see him when the Oilers get back up around uh, the 15th or 16th when they get out of this little mini break. After okay, uh, we could uh, that's a possibility. But so yesterday, George is on Bob Ken Holland's been in here. I know he was in on Markstrom. He was in on Kemper. Uh, yep. Yada yada yada. It's time to go get Carey Price, and he had fans excited. Big ticket. Uh, do you think the Montreal Canadiens? Given what they're going through right now, they are hosting the draft. At least right now they're hosting the draft. Maybe it gets moved mm-hmm. to the States. Who knows? Do you think the Canadians would be open to uh, trading Carey Price at this stage? I think it's too soon. I, I, you know, I think that, first of all, how are you going to fit it? Now, that, that doesn't mean it's the end of the world. It just means it's complicated and, and you have to. I just don't know how you, I mean, even if you wanted to do that, I just don't know how you can do it right now. Right. Number one, how are you going to fit it? Number two, Price hasn't played. Right. He hasn't. He hasn't practiced. Um, you know, number one, he's got to be in a good place mentally, and that's the most important thing. But what everybody seems to have forgotten here, Bob, is that he had a physical injury. He had a bad knee. Yep. And he hasn't played on it. He hasn't practiced on it. You know, I mean, you can't. You can't do that now. Um, you know, if and I, that, that's why I think one of the bigger storylines of the second half of the season is going to be what Price decides to do. I, if the if the Canadians were if, if the pros were still going to the Olympics, and the pros, the NHLers were still going to the Olympics, I think Price would be playing, and I think there's still a good chance that Price is going to play just to test his body out to see how he does and give everybody a chance to look at him. But, you know, if you're like you're, if you're trading for Price, you're not trading for him now. That's not happening right now. If you're doing it, you're doing it after he plays or you're doing it in the summer when you have the extra cap flexibility to do everything you need to do. I, I just don't think... Yeah. I, I, I don't think that makes any sense right now. Just, just so you know, Elliot, we prefaced it under the context that the Canadians would be retaining significant money, and with that significant money came more of a significant return for the Canadians in the yep. trade, right? That, yep, absolutely. That's I'm a, just saying, to me, that trade doesn't make any sense right now. Again, I believe that the organic, and you saw my tweet, I, I believe that the or, you know the orders, a lot of the orders' answers are going to end up being organic. It's not sexy for the fan base to hear right now. 
mm-hmm. I, you know, I'm not comparing Stuart Skinner to Jordan Bennington because Bennington at 23 years of age was having challenges getting AHL starts in the St. Louis organization. Yep. But but Skinner has a chance to be, you know, the best developed goaltending prospect the Oilers have had in a long time. Now let me ask you something, Bob. Would you do Jake Allen? Hello. Yeah, I'm thinking, I'm thinking about Jake Allen. The problem I have with Jake Allen, he's historically not played well against Edmonton. I think well, he wouldn't have to play against them anymore. Yes, I realize that. But <laughs> when I've seen practice. when I've seen Jake Allen play, that's my point. Like I'm thinking back yeah. to the success that Edmonton had against St. Louis. It was, you know, like Habby Bullen. Like speaking of save percentages, the one year Elliot the order started nine three and two, and Habby Bullen was at a nine sixty save percentage. I remember that. Yeah, and they won a three nothing game. You know, they won like a three nothing game in St. Louis that they had no business winning. You know. Well, like, 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 I'll, like, one thing I agree with you, Bob, is that I think that a lot of the solution has to come from within. It, it, I, yes. And, and I think that that is the message that the players are being given. Look, we don't have McDavid right now. As you mentioned, they've got a few other guys out and injured in COVID. And, you know, as I joked on our podcast today, this isn't the end of a Avengers Endgame where, you know, Captain America looks around and Thanos looks around and all of a sudden everybody's coming back from the blip to save the uh, the, the universe, right? That's not coming here. Like Internally, the Oilers are going to have to sort a lot of this out themselves, and I don't think there's any, any doubt about that. But I, I do think if there's one thing that I think if if I was in Holland's chair, and I was trying to put myself in other people's shoes, if I was in Holland's chair, the number one thing I'd be looking at right now is, can I get myself help in goal? And I, I don't know that I'm doing a rental. Like, to me, Flurry does. What is going to cost you to get Flurry? I don't know that it makes any sense to me right now. You know, Halak, I'm not convinced he'll want to move. Um, he has a no-move clause there, yep. so he has a big say over where he's going. You know, Georgiev, I said it before even eh, last night. Eh. Well, I even I, I even said it, Bob, before last night. If you're the Rangers, you know, Shesterkin goes on the COVID list last night, you've got to at least know all of a sudden you're number one. You're like at the top of your division. You've got to have a plan. Yeah. You can't just say, oh, we're going to move this guy. I, to me, if I'm the Rangers, I'm not doing that in the middle of the season unless either somebody makes me a ridiculous offer I can't say no to or I have another option available to me too. So I'm not thinking that. Like When I go around the league, to me, Allen is the guy who I, I, you know, I think makes some sense. I think he can be better than what you're currently – I think he can help you. I think he's a really good – Like I, I think he's got a great – kind of aura with him and the other thing but the only thing that i don't think he costs you a ton and the other thing too is is that it's the only problem i really see with it is he's got another year yeah so therefore all of a sudden you've got smith you've got skinner and you've got allen but i guess you can always punt that problem to the summer yeah i I look at here's the thing with allen 903 this year 907 last year in montreal was good in 1920 in St. Louis, uh, 927 save percentage. Those are good numbers. The two years before, 905, 906. So, you know, I'm looking at him. Four of the last five years, he's been between 903 to 906. And I'm like, eh, that doesn't really... You know what, Bob? I, I, like, I understand that. I think that's a good... 
devil's advocate argument. I, I think that's fair. Here's my position on the matter. I don't think missing the playoffs this year is an option for you guys. Yes, I agree. So, okay, what pro- so so that that comes down to so when I look at it that way, I say, okay, we can't miss the playoffs. What do I have to do here? I think if if I, and this is just my opinion. If I my if I'm in charge, I'm saying I'm looking at the goaltending first and saying how I can upgrade that. And I'm going around. I'm thinking, okay, it's going to cost me this to get this, that to get that. Does this make any sense for me? And I understand that, it, you know, Allen. Like even if he's not, what did you say he was this year? Nine oh three. Yep. He's your best goalie right now, statistically. Well, Skinner's at nine sixteen. With nine oh, okay. But he's not up yet. But if he will be. I assume he's coming at some point. He's, but yeah. he's your, I mean, like that's that's my point right now is that I look at that and I say, and I understand I'm not in Holland's chair. I don't have all the information he's got. But just looking at it from outside, yeah, that's the kind of move I'm thinking about. Okay, we just we need to update here. Uh, Dave Tippett. Uh, notes that Yamamoto was pulled from the Oilers' practice. That happened uh, very early, and you know, fortunately, mm-hmm. I, was in the, I, I saw that occur. After a positive rapid test, he'll enter COVID protocol and await further results. McDavid, Barry, yeah. and Derek Ryan are eligible to come out of the protocol on Sunday, and may all be available Monday versus Ottawa. So there's your update. So that's good news because that means that they're asymptomatic. Yes, uh, and and that's the response news. on the yeah. text line is a overwhelming no on Jake Allen. For our, our fan base would rather. Just see the orders give Skinner the window and the opportunity to see what he could do here, maybe with Smith. But, um, you know what? That's fair. I will, I, uh, if if that's how you guys feel, I will concede the argument. Where and, and you know what? Maybe the play is in the off season for you're guys. all wrong, but that's fine. I just yell. Well, if they're listening, to, if they're listening to the show, they know a few things. They know some days I do suck, and I'm often wrong. So there you have it, uh, Elliot. Uh, just speaking of the tra- trade deadline, because of this whole situation with organizations losing players and, and Omicron, has it decreased the discussion point about potential movement around the league? I, you know what? I, I, I think it's starting to pick up. Um, you know, it, it, I have to tell you, it's, it's really fascinating to me, Bob, the conversations I have with people who are on this side of the border and you know, the conversations I have with people on the other side of the border. You You know, for example, I do some hits with NHL Network here and there, and they're always asking me, like, what are you hearing trade-wise, trade-wise? And I'm like, I am up to my eyeballs in COVID. And they kind of laugh about it. Like, they're like, well, I mean, obviously we take a look at, you know, who's going in and out of protocol and things like that. Because most of their games are being played, they kind of don't look at it that way. So I think it's fascinating. Um, You know, I think teams are kind of keeping an eye on, you know, who goes in, who goes out, things like that. But I think the talks are starting to pick up. I mean, Arizona's a flashpoint. I think Philly's about, you know, yep. uh, Philly, I think, is going to be very interesting. They got wiped out last night, really ugly game. Um, you know, uh, I, I think 
you know, I, I think those are two teams I'm absolutely looking at uh, a great deal and, and wondering, you know, what they're going to do. I think, you know, Dallas won a really good game last night against Florida, really entertaining. I think Dallas is going to have some interesting decisions to make at the end of the year, depending on where they are. But I think that's closer to March decision. And you know what? I think Montreal is going to be pretty fascinating because, you know, they have a defenseman there who I think some teams have real interest in Sherratt, but I think there might be some other players that they're looking at moving to. So I think it's going to be really fascinating in Montreal as the season winds down. Elliot, during the course of the road trip, uh, did you talk about Mike Babcock at all? Uh, just I did on Sunday, uh, on Saturday afternoon, whichever game that was the Islanders, right? Yeah, Amber was... and I were in this. Amber and I were in the studio while you and Jack were calling it, and I did talk about Babcock. Yeah. Okay, I, I mean. You kind of, and I brought up the Boudreaux thing and the turnaround in Vancouver. Uh, we have fans, uh, and they're fans, but we have people that think, well, it's it's coaching. That's why. So the, yeah, team, the team started 16-5. and five. They're 2-9-2. and two. You know, uh, you saw Leon Dreisaitl's response after the loss against Toronto. Uh, no one's quit on uh, uh, the coach or no one's quit on the team here. Um Mike Babcock, I, I probably have more time for him than some other people out there. I just, I don't know whether or not Mike would necessarily be the right guy for this team. That's my own personal, uh, it, it's interesting. Um, what do you think? Well, I, I have a, I have a lot of time for Babcock too. I, yeah. you know, I, 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 and you know, that's it. I, I, um, my dealings with him have been positive, uh, especially away from uh, the game. So I, I do have a lot of time for Babcock. I will say this. I, I reached after there was a report that came out and, you know, I've heard some of the same rumors. I reached out to Ken Holland uh, last Saturday morning before that broadcast. And, you know, I said, obviously this is going to be news, you know, and he said that there was a game, I guess, where TD force, your athletic therapist was honored for a thousand games. in yes. the NHL. Yeah. He said that he and Babcock had spoken that day because Babcock had hired him at Spokane in the right. Western Hockey League. Out of the U of A. So Babcock, yeah, that's right. So Babcock had uh, came in for that ceremony. Um, however, Holland said there had been no discussions with Babcock about coaching or or with any of his representatives. Um, I don't think that that's what Ken Holland wants to do. Now he didn't tell me he didn't tell me that. He just gave me the information that he hadn't talked about the job with Babcock or any of his reps. But in the other work I've done since then, I really don't get the impression that that's what Ken Holland wants to do. Um, he's never fired a coach uh, in, in during the season in his career. And the only coach he's really let go of was Dave Lewis, who he let the... Um, you know, he let the contract run out. And even Babcock in Detroit, he let the contract run out when Babcock, when the other teams outbid Detroit for Babcock. So it's kind of his way. And I think, like, I just, I think the other thing too is, is that I, I would bet you that Holland has considered it because I, I, I don't think you can avoid it. I think you sit there and you, you say, okay, what are my options? Who else is involved? Who's a person I can go get? Um, I just, I, I just don't get the sense that at this point in time, this is that's what he wants to do. I, I think that my guess is is that he knows there's some flaws here, and he doesn't think it's all coaching. And if he can address those flaws, that's what he'll do. Yeah, and I'll throw this your way. Guess which coach Ken Holland has watched the most over the last three seasons? 
other than Dave Tippett and the Oilers? Uh, Jay Woodcroft. Bingo. That's, I mean, he hired him in Detroit. He's coaching the farm team. That team has kept their no Like, they've had some challenges down there as well. The Oilers are only at 43 contracts. And I just, I just, you know, Todd McClellan, good coach. I knew he was going to get another job, and he did. Five-year deal in L.A. Hitch, older coach at the end of his career, and uh, Dave Tippett's contract is up. And that's the only, that's another part of the reason why we're talking about this is because his deal's up at the end of the year. Yeah. I, you know, I don't know what's going to happen in the future, but if Dave Tippett isn't the coach at the start of next season, I think Jay Woodcroft has to merit consideration just based. Oh, and again, I would think so. sometimes your best solutions are organic and internal. There you go. Uh, and I, I would agree with that. I would think he'd probably uh, – the, one of the questions I've kind of wondered about here is that if you if you take a look at the last three coaches you've had, it's it's McClellan, it's it's Hitchcock, and it's Tippett. And, you know, I, like, I don't like the fact that – like, I don't think you throw out old school and say, oh, it's old school. You don't do that right. anymore. Daryl Sutter's old school, and he's pretty successful. Um, but I think – but maybe you have to look at – okay, is the approach between the three of them too similar and you have to try something else if you decide to make the change? Right. And, I, and I do think that's one thing that the Oilers have, have weighed internally. Yeah, uh, abs- absolutely. And, I, and I, I'll leave you with this, just back circling back to Babcock. I respect that he went into Saskatchewan and his co- that, that shows his love for coaching. He could have just collected. Well, I just, th- I just think, Bob, that we all are given the opportunity to learn from whatever we've done, Absolutely. whether it's right or wrong. That's all. Yep, I'm with you. I'm 100% with you. All right. Hey, uh, Elliot, great hit. We just blew right through two breaks, so that's awesome. Thank you for your time. <laughs> well, I, I hope you I hope you get paid, and I hope the sponsors get their money's worth. Oh, there's Have those. a great weekend, Bob. Thanks, Elliot. You take care. For Mid-City Construction from NHL Hockey and Rogers, that's Elliot Friedman. A reminder, the guests on the show receive gift certificates to Roos Chris Steakhouse. It's the greatest steak you've ever had. Whether you're celebrating a special moment or simply savoring a night on the town, every meal is an occasion at Roos Chris Steakhouse, 9990 Jasper Avenue. Tell Brendan, Chris, and Taylor that Oilers now sent you. Off to a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell. And when we come back, Sportsnet's back. Mark Spector for the horses and horse racing Alberta. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.